Welcome to Critter Tales. The story that I'm going to share with you today is from my third book, Earth Tales and Birdsong. Now, these stories, many of them, were written when I lived in this old farmhouse on Brink Hill Road in upstate New York. The last story I share with you, The Boil and the Golden Egg, was written when I lived in the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas. Well, this story by the, that I'm going to share with you is called Harry's Promise. And by the time I wrote this story, I was married and I had uh, my wife and I, Julie, we had a little baby boy. And one day I had an experience where I took the baby in the stroller out onto the gravel road and the hilltop where we lived, the road dropped right off and went right down into the valley. And it was a windy day, but the sun was shining. It was just beautiful. And so I was out there with the baby in the stroller, and I was looking across the valley and just how pretty it was and how lucky I was to be living out in the country. And then, I don't know why, but my imagination started, for some reason, I got to thinking, what wouldn't happen if the wind came along and, you know, pushed the stroller so that the stroller took off down the mountain and I had to start running after it to try and catch up? Well, I decided to take that experience and turn it into a story. And what I would like to share with you is that if you're thinking about writing stories, there are lots of techniques we can use when it comes to writing. But one of the things that I found that was helpful for me well, sometimes, as we know, when it comes to writing, it's getting started that can be the most difficult because we have all these things swirling around in our head, and it can be distracting. So I found as a writer that the most important thing is to just get started. If you start moving that pencil or pen across the paper, or if you use a, I can say, typewriter for me, once you, if you just start writing, then what happens is you'll start to relax. And as you relax, then your imagination and your mind will bring up what it is you're asking it for. So I found a little technique that I would like to share with you. If you want to write a story, start out with something that you actually have already done, something that's happened to you, because you don't have to invent it. You don't have to create it. All you have to do is just start writing it down as it actually happened. But I found that when I do that, my imagination will start coming into play. So what starts out as a real story kind of veers away into the fictional, where I find myself writing a story about critters or the woods or, or whatever. So with that in mind, I'd like to share with you Harry's Promise. Once upon a hilltop, there lived a man named Harry. His wife's name was Annie. They had a little baby girl, and the three of them lived up there quite comfortably in an old farmhouse. One morning in the living room, Harry said, Hey, Annie, I think I'm going to put the baby in the stroller and take her outside for a while. His wife replied quite agreeably, That'd be nice, Harry. So Harry picked up the baby and put her in the stroller. He rolled the stroller down the dirt driveway and out onto the gravel country road. Harry walked along with the baby in the stroller until he reached a spot where the road dropped off the top of the mountain to descend down the hillside into the beautiful wooded valley. Harry stopped the stroller up there on top and he looked down at the baby and she was sound asleep. Harry reached down and pulled the blankets up around the baby's shoulders. 
There now, poochy cheeks, he whispered. Don't want you to get cold in the wind. Well, the wind really was blowing. Harry could feel it, and he could see it in the trees, because they were swaying back and forth, and he could hear the rush of the wind through the valley. But it was so pretty outside. Harry stood up straight and stretched his arms. He looked across the mountain valley at the distant wooded farmland with the pastures and hedgerows and the sections of hardwood trees and the fields of hay. The view was just spectacular. Harry sighed. Ah, and he said, you know, it's so beautiful, peaceful, and quiet living in the country. Why, what could ever possibly go wrong? And just then, he heard a voice call. Harry, Harry, it's for you, the telephone. Harry turned around to see his wife down by the driveway, waving her arm, motioning for him to come to the house. Well, Harry didn't want to wake up the baby, so he took a couple steps away and from the stroller, and he called back. What about the baby? His wife yelled, bring her. But with the wind in the trees, Harry thought, she said, leave her. Harry said, okay, I'll be right there. Harry pushed the stroller off to the side of the road. He thought, well, I'm not sure about leaving the baby out here, but oh, well, my wife said it was okay, so it must be all right. And oh, nobody comes down this road anyway. The baby will be just fine. It'll just be a quick phone call. When Harry reached the driveway, his wife was already back up on the front porch. She was holding the door open so Harry could get to the phone easier. She stared at Harry as he approached, wondering where the baby was. I mean, she even stared at his pocket. Maybe the baby was in his pocket. When Harry stepped onto the porch, his wife asked, Harry, where's the baby? Harry stopped in the doorway and replied, quite matter-of-factly, Well, I left her in the stroller, like you told me to. His wife looked at him. She said, Harry, I didn't say leave her. I said bring her. And Harry replied, Oh, Annie, it'll be all right. Look, it's just going to be a quick phone call, I'm sure. And nobody comes down this road anyway. The baby will be just fine. So Harry walked over to his phone. His wife looked down toward the road. She wasn't sure about leaving the baby out there, but she thought, oh, I, I, I guess it'll be okay. So she went back to work at her desk. She was actually completing the final draft of her doctoral dissertation. Harry picked up the phone. Now, I have to just mention that this story was written back in the old days when phones were connected to cords that were attached to the wall, so you couldn't walk away and just talk to somebody on the phone. Like nowadays, you look around and people are walking down the street talking and you think they're crazy. And who are they talking to? And you realize they're talking to somebody on a phone. Not in the old days. You couldn't get that far from the wall. Well, anyway, Harry picked up the phone. and He said, Harry here. And then he was listening to the man on the other end of the line talking to him. But at the same time, he was looking out the window. He could tell the wind was really blowing because he could see the pants and the T-shirts on the clothesline flapping like sails on a ship. That's when the family dog came running around from the corner of the house. From the window, Harry watched the dog run to the clothesline. And then the dog leaped into the air. It grabbed one of Harry's t-shirts in its teeth, pulled the t-shirt to the ground, and then started shaking it around like an old rag. Normally, Harry would have been very upset with the dog, but 
That's one of those t-shirts he didn't wear often anyway, because it had something silly written on it like, don't spread toxic waste on your hot dog bun. Well, with the clothes and the diapers whipping on the line with the power of the wind, suddenly Harry remembered the baby. Oh my gosh, he gasped. And with that, he dropped the phone and took off out the front door. That's when the man on the other end of the line said, Okay, Harry, now look, this is what I called you about. Harry, we're going to make a million bucks on this one. You know how folks donate their old clothes to charity and those kinds of things? Well, Harry, here's what we're going to do. In November, we're going to go around and we're going to collect the socks. That's all we want, Harry, are the socks. We're going to bring the socks home and we're going to tie-dye them. And then at Christmas time, we're going to sell them to the kids as earmuffs. What do you say, Harry? You with me on this one? Well, when the man didn't hear anything, he said, Harry, 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 are you listening? Well, Harry wasn't listening. He was running full speed down the driveway. When he skidded to a stop on the road, he turned because he could see the stroller right where he had left it, and he sighed with relief. (sighs) But just then, a big wind came along. It filled the canopy of the stroller, and the stroller started to roll all by itself until it rolled over the crest of the hill and then took off down the hill. Harry screamed, No! He ran as fast as he could, and when he reached the spot at the crest of the hill where he could look down the road, he could see the stroller cruising down the road all by itself. Harry yelled, Oh, no! He wanted to run as fast as he could, but he knew if he did, he might slip and trip and fall in the gravel, and then he'd never catch up. So running and trying to balance himself as if he were on a tightrope, he began to yell, Help! Help! He didn't know who was around. He just yelled anyway. Help! Help! My baby's in that stroller. Somebody stop the stroller. Well, that's when a big old furry woodchuck heard Harry's call. The woodchuck had been munching on some dandelion leaves in the brush by the side of the road. And when it heard Harry's voice, it waddled out to the edge of the road and looked up the hill. The woodchuck saw the stroller heading down the hill with Harry running behind it. Harry spotted the woodchuck, and he pleaded, Help! Help! Stop that stroller, please! My baby's in that stroller! Well, when the woodchuck recognized that it was Harry who was pleading for help, the woodchuck called, You think I'm going to help you, Harry? What about my brother, Harry, who went into your garden last summer to eat some of your sweet organic carrots? But did you take the time to put up a fence, Harry, to keep my brother out? No, not you, Harry. You took a shotgun. You shot my brother, Harry. You think I'm going to help you now? Forget it. Well, Harry was still running as fast as he could, and he tried to explain that he was running. Hey, I'm a busy man. I didn't have time to put up a fence just because of a woodchuck. Well, as the stroller whizzed by the woodchuck, it simply turned around and waddled back into his hole in the ground.
Well, Harry started to pick up speed, but the stroller was picking up speed too. And about halfway down the hill, Harry could see a big old maple tree whose limbs arched over the road. In the branches, Harry spotted an old raccoon sound asleep. He started yelling, wake up, wake up. My baby's in that stroller. My baby's in that stroller. Well, the mama raccoon, when she woke up, she had been sound asleep and she looked up the hill and she could see that it was Harry who was coming down the road. And then when she thought about that, she said, you think I'm going to help you, Harry? What about my baby, Harry? Last spring, when you wanted to get rid of the weeds by the pond, you poured weed killer into the grass, Harry. Then the weed killer, which was a poison, seeped into the grass. And then it went from there into the water of the pond. And then it got into the fish. And then when my baby went down to the pond to eat some fish, my baby died because of the poison and because of you, Harry. You think I'm going to help you now? Forget it. Well, Harry still running, pleaded ignorance. Hey, he called. How was, I, how was I supposed to know that the weed killer was going to go into the grass and then get into the water and then get into the fish and kill a raccoon? The mother raccoon replied quite frankly. Well, maybe you ought to brush up on your ecology, Harry, and think of other creatures beside yourself. And she tucked her head into her fur and closed her eyes and went back to sleep. Well, the stroller whoo, whizzed under the tree. Harry, he considered what the raccoon had said, and he started picking up speed. But it seemed like the faster he ran, the faster the stroller was going. He was afraid that the stroller was going to go so fast that the wheels were going to fly off. But when he came out from underneath the tree, he realized that no matter how fast he ran, he was not going to be able to catch up. So he just stopped. He was exhausted. He raised his hands in the air. He looked up into the sky and he took a deep breath and he vowed, okay, okay, I promise, I promise I'm never going to spray another insect with aerosol insect killer. I'll never step on another ant without apologizing. I'm going to read the warning labels on everything. And at Christmas time, I'm going to sing Christmas songs to the dogs and the cats at the SPCA. And I'm going to feed the birds all winter. And I'm only going to eat burgers and weenies that are made out of tofu. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to take the down feathers out of my sleeping bag and I'm going to glue them to a rubber duck. Quack, quack. I promise. Well, no sooner were the words out of Harry's mouth that when he looked down the road, he saw the stroller hit a flat spot, but then the stroller spun around and flipped over and Harry saw the baby fly out of the stroller. Oh, no, he yelled, and he took off running again as fast as his legs would go. And when Harry reached the overturned stroller, 
He stopped panting and he looked around and he was so afraid he was going to find his little baby scratched in the dirt by the, in the gravel road. But when he listened, expecting to hear the baby crying, he couldn't hear anything at all. He thought, this is really odd. Where could she be? He knew the baby couldn't have gone too far. So Harry stepped off the side of the road into the brush and he looked around and all he could see were grasses and mosses and a few ferns on the edge of the woods that were right there. So he stood still again and listened. Mixed in with the songs of the of goldfinches and wrens, Harry heard the distinct cooing sounds of a baby being loved. Harry thought, this is really strange. So Harry stepped into the shadows of the forest that were right there. And then when Harry looked around, he heard a very motherly voice call from a nearby tree. Over here, Harry. Harry looked around and there he could see a mother possum with her eight little babies. They were all hanging upside down from the limb of an ash tree from their prehensile tails, but in the mother possum's arms, cradled nice and safe, was Harry's baby. Harry walked over. He reached up gently to take his baby, and he whispered sincerely, Thank you so much for catching and taking care of my baby. And look, I meant all those things I promised. I won't just think of myself. I'll think of all the creatures on the planet. And the mother possum replied, That'd be nice, Harry. Well, Harry took his baby and he kissed the baby and he went back to the road and he put the baby in the stroller. And when Harry walked the baby in the stroller all the way back to the house, he picked up the baby and when he stepped into the living room, his wife, who was still working at her desk, she looked up, and when she saw Harry, she said, Well, Harry, did you have a nice stroll? And Harry replied, Annie, you wouldn't believe it. The wind took the stroller, and it pushed the stroller down the hill all by itself. The stroller was doing about 90 miles an hour. I ran as fast as I could, but I couldn't catch up. And then the Stroller hit the bottom of the hill. It turned over, spun around. The baby went flying out of the stroller. And guess what? Our baby would have been seriously injured. But a mother possum, she caught our baby. And she held on to our baby. And she gave me the baby back safe and sound. And Harry's wife, she looked at him. And she smiled. And she said, Harry? Where do you come up with this stuff anyway? <laughs>